0: Yeah, I was looking for like the standings, but that probably requires Best Coast pairings. Only there oh. was someone
1: here who subscribed to. I
0: know. <laughs> hold, hold, please. Technical I took a screenshot of it. goddammit. <laughs> Where's my goddamn screenshot?
1: Welcome to Always Strikes Last, an Age of Sigmar podcast with your host Matt.
0: Jack, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. Jack is uh, a
0: sweet member of uh, team Always Strikes Last, representing us uh, in uh, Atlantic City Open which is a uh, east coast uh, major that just happened
1: thank you thank you the sole asl team member at the open i believe uh nice. you know, repping both you know our glorious podcast and ironically he of Sanesh, who used to be always strikes first <laughs> in their own way <laughs> there we go <laughs> working it in
0: so oh, yeah. uh so how was it how how was the whole the trip down how
1: was the the event we, you know, it was it was a really good event, and you know, reasonably good trip down. I think there, there are a couple of factors at play um, in terms of like the event itself. Like once you're physically there, mm-hmm. quite good. You know, it's very hard, I think, to have a bad sort of Warhammer event somehow when you're in the hotel, which is also a casino, which is also the convention center, and has lots of restaurants because it kind of creates a bubble. And mm-hmm. it's an easy place to hang out and meet people and get to know people you've kind of seen around the community or made acquaintances with. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like you're always kind of see them at the same steakhouse at the same bar, um, hopefully not sadly losing their money in the same slot machine. But, you know, there's there's like common areas which are were pretty nice. achievable to just sort of mingle in. I think it kind of feels like Elvio, but that's where it kind of got slightly weird and tilted. I mean, it was it was good in the hole. And it, I would give the frontline gaming guys full props for putting it together. Uh, as well as uh, the guy who organized it for having a pretty successful tournament that ran well, where nothing disastrous happened and all that. But for much of the of the event, it kind of felt like LVO light a little bit because oh, sure. yeah, yeah, well, like, fair enough. But like you know, yeah. that's that's for sure.
0: You know, this is the first one after after COVID. You know, the first big uh,
1: you know major major event travel travel event maybe. We'll, and that we'll I think it. is is one hundred percent it. Like they get full props for it, and admittedly, they couldn't like put together, like with all the restrictions, logistical stuff they would normally do for LVO. Sure. But what it, what it meant is because, like, the clouds had sort of parted with such mm-hmm. levels of vaccination as New Jersey had deemed uh, fit to make it okay to not wear masks and stuff and wander around in, you had, like, a convention hall where all this Warhammer and 40K and Kill Team, Star Wars Legion was happening. Mm-hmm. And you had one vendor booth, which was the frontline gaming guys. And they had forgotten to bring, like, enough of some of the stuff, which in theory would be, like, their easy bestsellers, like those flat pack printed cardboard trays like they sold out halfway through the friday morning so it kind oh of went, that's the yeah. only thing i buy <laughs> i feel like i always buy something like that like i need that i mean they had some of that stuff still which is useful like tokens and all that yeah. but you just have this feeling in the back of your mind like okay i'm, I'm gonna round this corner in this giant hall and i'm gonna find like the creature caster booth or the guys who do a 3d printed whatever or some kind of like other games workshop presents for forge world and sure you know it just wasn't there it wasn't their fault because they just couldn't make that happen but you're telling me me chris peach
0: wasn't giving tutorials in one of the side rooms like in in no way maybe a spirit (laughs) you know there wasn't like a
1: painting zone or something like you know but but, you know it was in in a purest way it was great it was just like you're here for the tournaments you're here to hang out and like everybody you kind of hear about or see you know typically in that scene you know seem to be there uh with you know notable exceptions from a lot of our west coast crew you know dimensional cascade and all that or whatever so but cool yeah, that way.
0: That, that's awesome. Nice. Uh, and it was, what was it, 72
1: players for the for the Age of Sigmar GT? Yep, yep. Some additional number of players, maybe a multiplier for Warhammer 40 ki And didn't pay too close attention to that side. My understanding was sure. that... Who can be bothered? Yeah, most yeah. of them were Drukhari, and all the others who weren't were disappointed.
2: <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> well, you probably just heard the amount of rage quitting and tables flipping and, you know, just sat on the AOS side, I would guess. I would wager. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was sunnier over there. The number of conversations we had about a quality AOS community after <laughs> his encounters was was high. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sounds uh, good. Uh, so, good. Jack, for the for the
0: people listening, you finished, uh, what was it, 32nd? 33rd? Yeah, 33rd. Uh, 33rd. 33rd. Nice round number. Uh, and... <laughs> But that's, uh, that's actually uh, – you went three and two, which is a more impressive number. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, don't know, I realize th- 33 out of, what, 72 doesn't seem that amazing uh, when you say it like that. But I'm not trying to <laughs> – I'm not trying to belittle your achievement in any way, shape, or form. Middle well, of the sounds road like it was hard
2: fought. Middle of the road is still a good place to be, especially with absolutely. Um, You know the the – admittedly off the wall list that i was just trying to wrap my mind around how
0: oh, that yeah. would uh that would work in play um i know yeah i was following it on my phone sort of throughout the weekend and i was just like wait wait who is this who is winning and they yeah. have a slave to darkness list <laughs> like what is this nonsense why yeah. haven't i paid for this app <laughs> yeah, so i can yeah. see the lists <laughs> <laughs>
1: the paywall is real and now you need to do it yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know, it, it was weird in that way. I think there were a whole bunch of lists that were a little unique or new, but there was a lot of the usual suspects, you know, Daughters of Cain, Ida Thiefkin, you know, Karad Overlords, you know, the kind of things that you hear about, you know, when people complain in some ways right now, but sure. uh yeah, I mean, uh, for for my part, I definitely brought, I would call it, an, an offbeat list. And I guess Ren was listening so they know kind of what I was rolling around these tables with if I describe anything later. Sure, it was go Fundamentally, for it. Yeah. you know, a list built around a labor of love built around a cartoon, which was that rollout cartoon for Sigvald where he's like in his trailer, like a prima donna, like when they were kind of like releasing. Oh, it yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that a good and, one. Yeah, and, and Miles would know, like, we paint up spheranxes like our cats, you know, which is its own cool thing. And uh, Maya have a big white cat, so they have a big white spheranx, and I just had this idea that, like, Sigvald the Magnificent would totally have a big white cat, like a Siegfried and Roy style deal, and I just thought that was great. So I made that the one 100% necessary component list and kind of went from there, uh, you know, and, and fleshed nice. out a, something reasonable, I think. It was... An Epicurean Revelers Battalion with a couple Demonite units, a 20 and a 10, you know, because I needed the extra artifact. It was a lurid haze uh, invaders sort of core, mm-hmm. you know, where I had Sigbald, a Keeper, uh, the Mask, and uh, a of the Epitome. Uh, I had some Bliss Barb Archers, I had some Bliss Barb Seekers. Then, of course, I had uh, the Unmade, you know, as well as that Kitty. And the Unmade were there purely because of two reasons. One, they're super cheap and nothing in the Battalion heat night book is you know there's 70 points versus 110 for 10 minutes sure and they also could do a bravery debuff so you know really what i was doing was trying to play objective game and trying to create distraction card effects and sort of knee breaker moments to create depravity points by getting out and hobbling stuff that might be valuable of the opponents or or that might be exposed so that they had to sort of create a two-front war every single time which is always to so that's his advantage because they're two glass cannon to take the full brunt in the front of the army. Yeah. So Lurid Hayes's special thing is you can pick up D3 units at the beginning of the game after, you know, everyone's deployed, but before the battle rounds really begin. And you can just bring them in, end of uh, turn one, kind of like Beastmen do, you know, and just sort of have them do their ambush six inches in, kind of anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really don't seem to expect that that much, and they make a lot of mistakes around it. was what I saw, at least in this particular tournament and i would typically pick up if i had my druthers the mask sigvald and a keeper and you know if i didn't i got like a lower d3 number some subset of that depending on what seemed best uh you know the mask was there to pop around and be annoying and summon stuff in the backfield uh and uh that that was kind of pretty much the story uh i guess um to kind of run through what i ran into let's go through let's go
0: through your matches real quick yeah sort of a rapid
1: fire just just a quick overview on, on the five. Uh, first match was OCRc Bone Reapers, which was sort of like the worst match for me because I had all these cool morale tricks I really wanted to play. And, and <laughs> I, I, was I should say <laughs> I should like just yeah. take a second to describe this because I think you know, Matt and Miles off channel we've talked about this, but the dream was always to pepper people with fire from my bow riding you know seekers and my bliss barbs mm-hmm. uh and do like a wound or two like a model off like three or four units but have them all freak out because i'd managed to drop a dreadful visage a sphere ranks, like looking its paws nearby and some unmade doing the screen up in their front so they'd be like minus four bravery and so they would just take like annoying levels of attrition mm-hmm. and i just thought that would be The thing if i pulled off a number of times with initial lower level expectations would be the tournament's worth of win (laughs) (laughs) on its own right there (laughs) uh and you know so that was that was the thing but with osiark bone reapers that entire like component of the like army is a laughably useless module it's like yeah it does nothing try to kill my mortec guard or whatever yeah Um, (laughs) yeah. the 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 fact that you had oh sorry Go ahead. Oh, continue, continue, Matt. <laughs>
2: the fact that you had uh, Epicurean revel- Revelers, which is the uh, sixes for mortal wounds, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, that was <clears throat> probably a nice little little uh, little thing in your pocket uh, against OBR. I know specifically after going up against OBR almost every week, Slanesh have a really hard time. Just in general, even before the bravery problems, mm-hmm. so.
1: I think you're right in the money with that. Um, it, you know, I would say I initially had bought it with the thought that the pocket mortal wounds might come in handy, you know, because people don't necessarily expect them on your static demonet units. Yeah. But you know, I, I initially intended it just for the extra artifact because you have to take the one with lured haze, which is like an oil for plus one wound. Mm-hmm. And what I really wanted was command points. on Bonanza. your skin, plus <laughs> one wound. It's like listening, and you exfoliate well as you kill. <laughs> but uh but you know the real the real sauce for invaders is that rod of misrule now uh, which uh, if anyone doesn't know uh on the podcast was an artifact pro- you know uh, or is an artifact i guess where you roll a d6 every time it's your hero phase on a one you give your opponent command points gift but on a two to five you get one and a six you get d3 so it means nice. you're pretty flush with command points in the old system old now i guess 2.0 whatever uh and it was a uh, pretty you know pretty good for much of the turn because of all the cool stuff you could do you know with either shimon or like you know just with the army itself mm-hmm. uh, so of course the obr guy uh nice dude really rolling a pretty stacked hero hammery list he had catacross mm-hmm. he had archon the black oh he had- i've heard of this list yeah yeah he had two more tech crawlers and <laughs> he had 20 guard and then two 10 guards and so, like these things, if you don't kill them, right, they're effectively immortal because they're starting at like the plus one buff save. He has all the things that Catacros can do to debuff or whatever. And then, you know, between him and Archon, they're getting like six models or six wounds back, like a turn. So you really have to kill stuff hard, yeah. which is the opposite of what the Heat Knights do right now. So it was sort of a quandary, but he didn't deploy perfectly. So what I was able to do is it was the Blades Edge. Is I got I like
0: that mission. I'm actually oh. uh, a little bit sad that that mission's not going into AOS three. It's sad, I, right? It's I looked through the way. packet yesterday. I was like, "Where is it? Where is it?" Because it's definitely been my uh, favorite of of the 2020 packet. It's
1: it's so good with the objective burning. It just really yeah, does work. It's very just so strategic and and interesting. Anyway, well, well, I'll give the quick one of this one, but it, the way I managed to get this hilariously. Uh, was I brought in the keeper and Sigvald, you know, somehow deep striking through what I can only imagine is the world's largest sensor barrier to create these billowy mists which somehow confuse people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came in, and he somehow had left me enough of a gap where I could actually charge both crawlers.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, nice. And then, well, then once you're in, you're in like Flint because those things can't shoot you close range.
1: Exactly. I mean, there was, there was a tough moment where he was of—he was trying to shoot me with the Cursed Stele. Then I made him look up the profile and it's like, like 6 to 36 inches. I'm like, can't do that, but that would have been yeah. awesome when you just killed him automatically. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So they got one <laughs> round of shooting out for this murder, like all but one Barb Archer. And then the rest of the game, they were tied up fighting Sigvald, who kind of whiffed trying to kill them but they couldn't hurt him really and and they didn't move out really when they should have uh because he instead had tried to bring catacross back to kill sigvald and rolled like a double one or something to the charge which was like okay well this seems like i've gotten plenty of value out of him just sitting here fighting his catapults forever nice and then the rest of it was objective game you know he kept hurting stuff for killing stuff but i managed to uh you know he kept winning priority and taking first turn i kept burning the objectives he was sitting on and uh, and that was a, in a pretty close game where it was uh, a tie on battle points because of the absurd amount of movement that our Arcana kind of black had to, to steal one objective. I kind of mm. left a little bit uncovered. But I had dubbed both my secondaries, which were pillage, which is typically for this for this set of missions I always took the same ones. the mask nice. running back somewhere and, and burning something she was gonna hung hang out by anyway. okay and the bait. Which was ensuring that my unmade, you know, waved their stumpy hands and weird amputee sickles in someone's face and got murdered. Which yeah. is not hard for a seventy point unit with six up safe. It's going to be a screen. Nice. So <laughs> beat him out there. Got the minor victory and all the all the extras. You know, felt pretty swell. And that was uh, and that was number one. But a hard fought game. Oh, OBR is not easy for them. And I had like a couple whiffy rounds of combat where I'd almost kill one of the side units with a reasonable amount of like a uh, force applied to just have like one become seven again <laughs> you know how choppy they could be yeah
2: catacros sure. just kicks him up a notch and uh yeah that's sounds like a good fight that list really did confuse
1: me too when i saw that so oh they had the obr one with that with that guy it yeah. it does
0: feel on first blush like how do you how do you capture any points with this
1: I think it's its weakness. It it makes very little sense. You know, you look at like the bodies on the field, and if you just had the whatever to just erase two ten man blocks of Mortec, like with mortal wounds or whatever, before it could do much about it, I don't think it could possibly win a game. But it's very scary in other ways. Sure. Yeah,
2: and it's also mission dependent, right? So if mm-hmm. you had shifting objectives or something, that army's not going anywhere. That's yeah. That army is going to be, you know. Eight times out of
1: ten uh, just plopped in the middle, not going like, yep, come at me, bro. So. exactly. well, that was a blade's edge, so same sort of deal though, just dropping the objectives like if he can't be there to get him, what's he going to do? you know exactly you know, were tough choices for him. Well, I guess the, the second one was where I ran into some trouble, uh, and this one uh, you know, I, I would I wouldn't plead bad luck, but I would plead a uh, bad matchup in terms of like what I was hoping to do. So it was a Total Conquest. Okay. So if you guys recall, this is the one where you got some objectives, you know, you're in a quarter of the board. Oh, sure. And I, there's,
0: I, I you go for it. You get a point for having it, you
1: get a point for taking it, and then I think leaders give you an extra point? Yes, leaders give you an extra point just kind of yeah. like by being nearby them stubbornly you know like that's a cool weird sub game about what do you want to hold back or jump in or whatever Mm -hmm. but i was playing against um a girl nice woman good player she was playing a very scary i'm pretty sure somewhat netty daughters of kane list it was maratha kane Mm -hmm. it was like a whole lot of bow ladies you know some witch elves and then a ton of those um new shade stalker uh trip, oh. you know, the ones that can redeploy spicy yeah yep. yeah and doing doing calibron so you know the the issue there was i oh, drop me maybe go first so like i'm already in a precarious position and if i don't do something about the bow ladies they're just going to shoot me off the table yeah mm-hmm. and no matter what i do you know she's going to redeploy everything anywhere she wants Um, she's going to bring down the Keenerai all to my backfield, which I don't really have the funnels to screen and strike out to these three objectives. And, uh, last but certainly not least, she's got Maratha Kane, who is like the one woman sorceress goddess thing package, which I think automatically wins this mission because she can go sit in any objective and get bonus points. And you can't do a single thing about it. It doesn't matter if you control it or not. She just is a goddess will hurt you and can't be killed for three and a half turns or whatever it is
0: right yeah. and she, so she, she did have she had both or just just marathi cane
1: uh well it is, it is both because it's, it's always both be, i wasn't yeah. sure
0: if you could just take one or the other and get points off or something anymore oh no it's this it's, is how it's, often
1: it's, i get to play daughters of Kane i mean <laughs> I, I i do play daughters i even own the model because you gave it to me once miles for cats oh that's right for cats and yeah. yeah yeah um but boy <laughs> is it pretty rough right at least in the addition we just are leaving and at that time um mm-hmm. little aside on this just to kind describe at least why i would believe so the sorceress itself can tank entire units as a tar pit but also does reasonable close combat damage but is also a sorceress yep. of some renown the giant snake monster thing is incredibly effective in combat can't even be bracketed by, you know, a gods worth of, of enemy units fighting it because it can only take three wounds in a turn, right? And it, it doesn't bracket till the fourth. And it can pretty easily Mind Razor itself to be doing like four damage a hit on its six or seven main attacks before you get to the shooting attack or the the tail attack. And all that's just gravy on the top of you can put these things anywhere you want, and they'll just like hold up, you know, any number of things or, or kill any number of things, you just can't get through it just like it's 300 and they're like, you know, the tough Spartans or whatnot. So it's, that's just, I don't think it exists in the game where here's an unanswerable thing.
2: Yeah.
1: And so, you know, normally whatever, right. You guys leave it alone or we leave it alone in various circumstances. But in this mission, sure. No, 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 they,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: they're just, they're scoring double points on all these objectives that you can't get them off of. Yeah. So it felt like it was going to be an uphill battle. Um, Started off. Okay. I got Sigvald in the back, got the uh, keeper in the back, Did the charge, got the snake ladies, because she left them exposed, and a hero that had been given like a a secondary to stay alive, because she had an artifact. It was a hag queen. Oh, nice. And here I made a mistake, admittedly. I used the first set of attacks to kill the hag queen, to get the secondary objective, to try Mm. to get the points. Because I got a really good charge roll. And then I used the second one to slice up the snake ladies. And I probably killed, like, seven of them, or something like that, which was good. But yeah. She had a command point to make them out of pass morale. and then they were they're still there to shoot and, and do all sure. do sorts of work. What I probably should have done is just double attack the Snake Ladies, totally wiped them off the map, and then just sat there with the Hag Queen and hoped it worked out. <laughs> but that was uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, more of a thing.
0: Uh, it's so easy when you're in the moment too to to make that kind of mistake too, like you know.
2: Well, and also that's like the. The the push for secondaries sometimes how they interfere, <coughs> excuse me, with the um, with your main plan sometimes as well, mm-hmm. right?
0: It's, no, so absolutely. it's like look i need to win this mission but i also need a guy to be sitting on this piece of terrain because for some reason that's the one i picked
2: i want to win this mission but i really want to win it harder right now
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's exactly that that totally interfered with like probably the better move in the moment you know reaching too hard for that second brass ring and falling off the horse in the carousel proverbially is right yeah. was that moment but you know uh, that, i would say that was just one thing to sort of contribute to the end result there uh it, it ended up being a kind of a wash because she dropped in the Keenerai and she teleported some of the surviving shadow stalkers who hadn't been moraled because that did mm-hmm. work out a little bit that time nice and then proceeded to make like three or four ten inch charges nice you know and all the stuff i not a whole spent. lot you can do about that it turns out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know the Keenerai came in and killed like all the ten demonettes were trying to hold the back objective they swamped the, the laspar was taking the other one they got where they needed to and the other one it was like all right this isn't probably going well points wise but still salvageable and then we had you know sort of the coup de grace still in a fine position to do tons of stuff even though Sigvald had died uh and, and kind of make it back and make it a real game on the points then i got double turned you know and and that was kind of turns. yeah no
0: the, the momentum's against you at this point and yeah uh yeah that seems yeah well, it happens
1: yeah and you know? it was fine it was fine i mean it, it felt like one of those you know turns where i, I was forced to go first it was going to happen whether i wanted to or not i just had to hope that it didn't go against me there and it did but yeah great game all the same your pleasant opponent you know thought she played it well it was a class hack so no, no complaints there yeah well good for it's, her yeah so reeling reeling from this disastrous setback i moved into round three guys hit night haunt on shifting objectives ew Oh joy. Yeah.
0: yeah. So much joy. I don't like fighting Night Hunt at the best of times.
1: I didn't really enjoy it either at all. It just felt like one of those things where I was like in a really like scary role like in a casino table and like it either was going kind to of go my way or it wasn't and I had like not real much control of it at. So I did try to grab all the objectives and create a situation where it would be definitely to my advantage if it didn't work out I'd win handily. But I just knew that like if he came in, you know, with his army and he managed to do like a whole bunch of waves of terrors, it would just probably be a bad day for me. And and what he'd started with was 25 hex race or something from the Emerald Host sitting mm-hmm. in like the underworld. He had Raikonor, uh, you know, as well in the underworld. And he had like, you know, some little hero and then two of those bell guys mm-hmm. and then two of the big blade guys, I think they're called, you know, like blobs. So... Mm-hmm. It sounds like all the scary stuff. Yeah, it was all the scary stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So I I had to do a little bit of a distraction Carnifex thing with him again because I couldn't just have this roll up and then that wave of terror everywhere. I was hoping he'd pull the the hex rates off the objective because he'd already told me that um, Sigvald was their target. You know, if I could have held Sigvald back, sure, but he has to come in turn one. So he came in swinging. He went and he carved up an entire unit of the Blade Geists or whatever. And nice. he's over here in the back corner, not near objectives, you know, with his keeper buddy saying, come get me, giant blobs of hex rays." Ignore the ignore the objective. And they did that. Like a big, you know, 10 block came in and managed to just kill him and, you know, end up getting whopped by the, the keeper. But it turned into an objective game that I was winning. You know, I, I did a bunch nice. of tricks. You know, he didn't get all the waves of terrors. He got a few, but not, not the ones he needed. And I was able to kind of like keep getting the points where he wasn't. So I was kind of the edge of my seat the whole time waiting for some nasty turnaround. But uh, I was able to kind of keep the ones where the objective kept shifting to and rack up the points and clean out the night casts and doing all the stuff. Uh, highlight of the match, the kitty did do a thing very nice. very important thing yeah that's the only thing you ever want <laughs> no it's, it's really the hidden sub game of the entire <laughs> tournament but <laughs> i mean i i would tell each opponent that its combat profile was terrible and it would generally roll around and use its abilities somehow unhindered people would rarely go and kill it uh mm-hmm. in this case I, that has been now. my
0: that has been my experience too running the cat is that nobody wants to deal with the cat even it though the cat the i cat. feel like if you have the cat on the table everything is going your way <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's the plume it's the feather in the cap right, right? you hopefully are winning
0: you're given minus two bravery debuffs left and right something might be fighting last like
2: it's oh, just yeah. a lucky long boy in your game, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he totally is. He totally is. But, but you know the thing is, he always does does his minus two bravery debuff, or zones something out, or does little monster tricky things. But what he rarely gets to do is use his signature telepathic dread ability or whatever. Where he like like tries to mind war you, and you have to do the dice picking. Mm-hmm. And he did. He got to do it to the whole unit you know, of blade geists on the on the right flank. Uh, you know, and then I kind of forgot about it until they went to charge into like my whole blob of DMNs and I'm like, but actually you're always strikes last. So enjoy how that works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, it, uh, it's
0: such a tight range on that ability. And like, it's like what, 12 inches and you have to be there at the start
1: of your hero phase yeah. already. If it gets me shooting phase, it'd be amazing. These things would be in every list, but no, hero phase.
2: (laughs) Well, it makes sense in the context of the army, right? If your chaos warriors get, you know, hit, they're going to last through, you know, that first combat phase most likely. And then, Mm -hmm. then they're going to,
0: the cat is there to ensure the victory in the, in the next phase.
2: Yeah. It definitely makes sense in the context of the
0: book. Um, Yeah. But that's awesome. So that's day one. That's right. day one, you know.
1: Ended up, you ended up pretty a loss. Good.
0: Not too bad, indeed. You know, that's what we in. hope
1: for with any tournament, right? Winning more than you lose. Exactly. I mean, and I will say, at this point, I was already in in the happy zone. Like I wasn't going to have a feel badsies moment if driving home, uh, eventually, because I don't think my aspirations for the list that I brought were super high. I mean, it was stuff I painted, you know, as we've been sharing on the Discord that I wanted to play, but I did some theory hammer on it. But I suspected that heat nights in their current state, just playing the things I painted without necessarily having done like 20 practice games wasn't going to be like, you know, put my cape around my shoulders and ride to the, the top of the plinth. You know, it was like going to maybe be like a two, three, and that was going to be good and, and maybe be worse than that because I just run into something I had anticipated or had sure. practiced against. But, yeah. you know, it worked out. So I was super happy. I'm like, all right, I, at, at this level, I can be satisfied. And then we proceeded to go have dinner and drink too much and gamble a bit, as, as one does in the casino environment on the
0: sure. Saturday. It is really dangerous that they have those the same place. Yeah, it's <laughs> has some X factor, for let's, sure. Let's take a <laughs> bunch of people who have a penchant for rolling dice in uh, poorly thought-out scenarios and put them in a place where they can drink too much and do the same, but for money. Yes,
1: it's absolutely the worst combination. The, the very <laughs> fun combination, but... Uh, you know, such as it was. Yeah, we rolled into Sunday, you know, not too much terribly were the worst to wear. And then we were we're off to the races again. Uh, the next one you guys will laugh at, Beast uh, of Chaos. Matt, I know near and dear to your heart. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw this. I saw this player. Uh, I think Rocco played them as well. If I'm right right. Of, was it Maybe. Noah? Noah's a guy. Yeah, really I think nice so.
2: guy. Noah Tankin. Tankin? Yeah. Tankin. I think that was his name, yeah.
1: No attacking, yeah. we're
0: coming for you. You're listening.
1: <laughs> I don't <And> know. <laughs> I, I, I give this. I give a props. It was a cool army. He brought like so many beastmen. You know, it was like tons of the raiders. It was. It was tons of bulgors. It was saigor. You know, definitely had the obligatory shamans. Had some best Had some Unigores. You know, and and I think he took the. And you probably know this better than me, Matt, because I'll, I'll I'll mess up the name. But it was the sub faction that lets you ambush better. You don't have to just come in the first turn. You can come at other times. You can like oh, deploy units. The yeah, dark that's walkers, a, right? Dark walkers. Yeah, they're, dark walkers.
2: They're a really fun faction if you're going hard on a bulgors, like he was. Um, yeah, and
0: because you can just sort of keep them back until there's a really juicy thing for them to jump in.
2: Yep, and yep. eighteen bulgors in a list is a lot of bulgors, and you that need seems to make like sure they work. You
1: yeah. need to make sure they work, otherwise they'll fall right apart. Yeah, I I imagine that. Well, you know, in this one I was kind of terrified about his redeployment abilities. It was knife for the heart. You know, I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is like made for this list. So I I zoned everything out, I screened it all in the back. The sphere was doing double duty, created like a nine-inch bubble in that back corner. Just mm-hmm. kind of sitting on a volcanic piece of terrain, like looking at his paw. Um, and you know, that worked out pretty well to to keep that area sacrosanct. And then you know Sigvald came in, and Sigvald did Sigvald's job, which was uh, kind of soloing uh, the Minotaur Lord, or or the so- oh, Bullgor Lord. Sorry, we're in- sure. anyway, so uh, Whatever, we're, whatever we're doing. Yeah, Doom for Bull. We're doom Bull. That's a good, yeah. I even knew that the Bull of Doom. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's good old this, lovely,
0: this is a lovely <laughs> Bull of Doom.
1: Well, after the 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 uh, the Doom Bull was slain. He's sitting there waving around a sword in some portly piece of terrain in that back corner, like 10 feet from the Hearthstone in the back objective. It would a big kill me sign. So of course, you know, uh, he brings in the Bulgors there to fight Sigvald, which, which they do. And they get all tangled up over in that corner. And then the rest of like the the guys search forward and kind of hit the lines a bunch of them are killed some of them aren't they start pressing for a little bit but you know my stuff in the back area is is pretty secure uh but i've kept a keeper and and the mask kind of floating around to kind of rush up and do funny things to the objective if needed and i've pushed forward with the unmade and all that and the screen has been like left alone but other screens trying to screen it out you know ungrow raiders and all that Mm -hmm. and then kind of the game could have gone on. It'd been fun, interesting, and maybe still got my way. I, I think you know we had the worst position, but it was sort of shorter because he got priority on turn two and gave me the second turn. Ooh, a knife for the heart. So that's that's an interesting. interesting one. And I've I've thought about that a bunch of times because
0: like I I don't know. I still think it's sometimes like i I'm, I'm assuming by the way you're telling it. That this was a bad move for him ultimately
1: i think it was i mean opinion of (laughs) course and and you guys feel free to vociferously disagree with me and tell me i was just lucky but (laughs) no 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 (laughs) only only because if you have the double turn potential you don't want anyone double turning you into turn three that that's i think exactly exactly it i mean i felt it went doubly so for this mission at least the way it was written in the 2020 general's handbook because you don't have to have your turn at all. It's just once turn three hits, it's like the witching hour. If you control both objectives, it's over. You win. Yep. <laughs> you know. And he had his top of two, and he was about to put down like eight gores or something or whatever it was right near the back objective like, to protect it. And I'm like, don't do that. That's my plan. And he just said, no, I'm going to hold off and kept him off the field. And then, so he did some stuff, didn't push particularly far. I didn't think he would, based upon the situation. And then I just was able to run up with the Seekers, the Keeper, the Mask. The Mask did her crazy, like, flip in and kill all the gors, securing the objective. So I had a handy control of it in the back. And it was like, all right, well, I definitely control both objectives uh, and my turn. It's turn three. Good game. Yep. And then I bought him a beer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. you you did it to a poor beastman player we think hard we don't we don't have the thinking parts
0: uh that that that's a good i mean it's a good mission to end early and have a beer though you know
1: oh yeah definitely we were both laughing about it but we needed a break like to have like the extra half hour 45 minutes before the hour-long lunch break was kind of like you know the dream and and it worked out pretty well oh
0: man that was that was me and the the last time we went to Matt. where like my game was over in 45 minutes and i had like two hours of just sitting around and having lunch
2: yeah but that was like (laughs) every game for you with those those giants is what it felt like they
0: they play quick yeah They, they go big or they go home
1: Giants are great. I think. Does they feel like they're like the? I'm not going to hurt my shoulder or back. It's an express experience. I can bring it on a plane. Like good old time. I like, just jealous. Just jealous. Yeah. I'm
0: excited. Yeah. Um, um,
2: I do. I do have to ask Jack. Did you feel that? Um, did you feel that the the beastman player felt like he wanted to play a longer game? Like he, he had he had to think about every single turn further down the line, and then you know he realized too late that third turn was right there
1: i think so i think he did and, and i think that this was a bet it was it was a good bad mission like it was good that if he managed to do the same thing to me if i hadn't zoned well he could have just run up anything onto objectives and had the same situation if i yeah. hadn't zoned them. and if it was a different mission where there were just multiple points of the board far apart you're to score on it would have been really hard to keep all those bodies off of it especially with summons especially with like strength being able to be applied from the, the woods, with the giant bulgur units wherever, yeah. you know, uh, it was just, it was just a unfortunate like matchup and maybe just an oversight in his part. Cause if he'd screened it out, I would have had at least one more turn of what does he do with all of his movement? I think he was thinking that, but didn't realize I could just just get there a little bit. Cause Sinesh is always fast and I have summons too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, one of One of the deceptive things about the army is it's just fast in general. So, like you don't really expect anybody else to be low key as fast as you are. Um, that which makes is always hilarious
1: but. absolutely, yeah, I mean, with those um with those buffs to runs and char the runs and charges with the plus three from the shaman, like yeah, it's it's scary. i mean i I actually secretly think that beastmen are really sneaky good, you know, I think they're awesome, oh yes. Yeah in this edition
2: you i i agree i agree <laughs> and i'm preaching I'm to the choir lose, here jack <laughs> i'm gonna lose to a win i'm gonna lose to a damn win all right it'll, it'll happen one day um the only thing i can think of though of uh why he would have given you the the turn outside of just it's natural for a beastman player to have to play the whole game to actually win it mm-hmm. is um that because he had dark walkers maybe he would put something in the teleport for later
1: he would kept back that big unit of the bulgors uh, that was really the only thing i think was there i think maybe if that summons or maybe doing that redeploy thing that maybe they can do but uh yeah I'm not the totally rede- sure the teleport redeploy yeah the gorgon I mean, to... is
2: always hilarious for that
1: oh i bet well he his gorgon was trying to kill my mirror uh, which oh, he had no, no yeah. trouble doing <laughs> yeah that thing would have been gone right away that's yeah. awesome um nice. i guess the, the one
0: that's the one, funny oh yeah oh no, i was just saying i i have thought long and hard about this mission about what like what to do in that situation and it's really tough because on one hand the the second turn double turn is can be just insanely devastating if you can pull it off and you're in a position to do it on the yeah. other hand the last thing you want is to someone double turn you into three because they can pull something just like you did jack where they just kind of like appear out of nowhere and and all you have to do is toe the line on the objectives and then shake hands
1: yeah that's that's why i was so mystified by it because he couldn't put me in that same situation i'd be like just hoping he couldn't pull some craziness which could have been pulled maybe yeah but as as it was i felt like sort of comfortable like i mean there was nothing but certain but i had almost insurance because if i could do it in my bottom up to it, then i just won then if I just just couldn't quite get there if then if I wanted to roll off I would almost certainly be in a position to hopefully just win yeah Not sure so scary about that and I think if he had done that to me I mean I thinking back on the board there was enough stuff that it probably would have been hard to do but who knows what he could have pulled with some crazy movement or summon or or whatever it would have had to been like just a body over and then it would have been curtains other direction you know and then that's the scary thing about that <laughs>
2: Yeah, and one of the sneakier things about that army is most of the little guys are four inch piling. So like
0: Nice. And they're they're keeping that, right? Yeah. That's that's just part of their yeah. banners or some shit, right? That's huge. Yeah, that's so pretty there's,
2: huge. There's just a lot there's a lot of stuff that they can do. Um, and it's the, the ability to bring so many bodies. I don't know why either of us lost nice to the heart. So what was your name? Noah. Good job. Welcome to the
0: herd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm excited. I know we're not really talking about three, but uh, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see the mission. I, that, I saw the new knife to the heart has
1: four objectives. Oh, that's Ooh. interesting. That's interesting. Well, I'll tell you what, I have one last game, but after that, if you guys want to make a little bit of a longer session, talk about three. I'm always down for that. There's yeah. there's much in my mind for sure.
2: Yeah, we could do um, a, a quick quick snippet on it. I um I, I think we're all we're all theory on our side. Um, I haven't no, been able haven't to play a game yet. No, have, me you, have you got one in Jack?
1: No, no, I'm 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 theory right now. I mean, uh, I have a wife and a baby. A baby is like four and a half months old, and oh. going to ACO for like four or five days. Of my own, maybe maybe sat my credit points for this weekend and various. Yeah, situations. I was going <laughs> to say that that may be a
2: good six months of uh, of, of credit to build back.
1: <laughs> i think you're right <laughs> uh well i mean moving on to the coup de grace and i i think this is the one that on on sunday and miles miles and i were texting furiously about before i went to the game because oh think yeah we, were both G- like, we saw it at one lunch them, and
0: yeah. i was like oh shit zideneth right it's gonna be and i remember matt had just gone up against uh andrew zideneth yep. and we had uh, hemmed and hawed about it, just a certain amount. Account in terms of like what the strategy is, what are they, like because they are bullshit brutal.
1: I, I mean, they, in they, a lot they of really ways, are. they really, yeah. really are. <laughs> they're they're um,
2: they're brutal and somehow also a glass cannon. If you hit them in the right spot,
1: it just
0: like in the like they have those like just those little Achilles heels mm-hmm. spaced evenly throughout, and you just have to know exactly where they are. But they're just so sometimes there's nothing you can do about
1: it. Th- yeah. That's I think th- well, the way I was thinking about it. I mean the, the this this game, and I'll say this about it before get into details. Like, opponent, great guy, made a friend. Great to have met him. You know, awesome. bought him beer afterwards. You know, be friends and hang out the next tournament. I'm sure if I see him. But like, game was upsetting to me a little bit. And, and it wasn't really <laughs> his fault. It's just that I think that through some combination of, of miles, you're my texting, and me just thinking about what I would do. And before I even get into the description, it felt to me from where I was sitting, like I knew there was a bit of an uphill battle on this. But I felt like if I played it to a certain way to the hilt, I had like that statistical chance of winning, which, of course, is the trap. Because mm-hmm. like it's like when you need to roll a three up, I can roll a three up to win. Boil it down. You can roll a one and two sometimes. Stuff just doesn't work out. Yeah. That's the game. And I think it might have gone that direction. But I'll, I'll, I'll describe this, this board state of the army. Sure. This is the one that really, really got it. Uh, so we're playing the um, focal points mission, you okay. know, which mm. great for score and stuff. Bad if you're trying to fight off flighty eels all over the place. Who can go over, over all the stuff which is hindering and put their ships everywhere and and snag your stuff, uh, and who, of course, can come in from the deep sea. A little now. Bit. Before you get
0: too too deep in this, Jack, did he bring one boat or two boats? Two <laughs> full boats. <laughs> two full boats. Oh man, this guy. I, the lowest pits of hell are reserved for Ideneth Deepkin players who bring two full boats, is my I opinion. Don't,
2: I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand it.
1: I I don't either. I mean, Does that's...
2: it look like there's two boats in the damn book? No. No. Uh, there's uh, one broken one.
1: apart, right?
2: <laughs> there's one boat, Then it goes in two pieces. My army has one boat.
1: <laughs> it's, it's 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 exactly that it's, it's, it's exactly that. i thought i felt the same way but you know what are you gonna do i mean yeah no those exa- like, it's
0: it's what the game is right now <laughs> yeah but Words we're round five i'm not gonna
1: pick a fight on it, you know?
2: <laughs> i mean at least at least you know the type of game you're gonna play when you roll up and your opponent has two boats right you're like okay yeah, it's yeah. gonna be this game this is
1: the type <laughs> of game that i will be playing the two boat game <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, and the list, you know, I don't think, you know, if, if I was to tell you about the blind elves on foot, you'd call me a liar and you would be right. Uh, this this list was, you know, very eel heavy, let's say. So it was basically two Ischelin soul catchers, whatever they are. One of them would like the soul, the, um, soul yep. One would like the Cloak of Midnight trick, if he was to use it. Volturnos, the king, a big sea turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, then one unit of three Ishland guard. Two units of three uh, Morsar Guard, and one unit of six Morsar Guard.
2: That that sounds it, about right.
1: That seems like and, – and the sharks, right? He had two sharks? He had a single shark. A single shark. Oh, yeah. he probably spent too many points on those Soul Scryers. I guess so. Maybe that was the difference. Well, so so let me just describe this to you. And I think, uh, Miles, I sent a photo to you at some point. Oh. Feel free to share with Matt if, if you're curious to get an idea of the game state before the, the, the crap went down, we'll say. Oh, just but, um, all over? a little bit but but here's here's where my mental my mental state had gotten so wound up matt is that you know i'd gotten the choice of first or second turn and i said if i let him go first with the the conception of a of a second turn thing and this situation won't work out i'll get alpha struck off the map because these eels can literally be anywhere you know from my deployment zone and they'll Mm -hmm. wipe me off and they'll kill my stuff with zaps and it's one of anything left to fight but but if yep. I go first, I can zone him out so far from where he wants to be and maybe kill something with the Sig Strike, uh, and I can get enough points, he just can't catch up. All I got to do is not have, like, bad luck or get double turned. Famous and last words. There you go. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> Don't have bad luck or get double turned, right? That's... <laughs> yeah. Well, so you remember this. This is the one, guys, where monsters score extra points, right? That's like their shit. Oh,
0: that's right. I always forget about that. It, like, almost never comes up.
1: Yep. So I, I know you're digging up that that. I'm sending opel. the pictures. Perfect to Matt. So, perfect. But uh, but but basically, to to describe what happened in a nutshell, I meticulously zoned like everything and infiltrated only Sigvald. very and The much idea did. was, yep. Do you want to hang out with your sharks in the back corner? Enjoy. Let's see how far they get. You know, be useful in the field. And in his deployment, at least in my estimation, he'd made a critical mistake. He had one of the objectives originally covered by only a shark, only a shark. Mm-hmm. And that meant that I can infiltrate Sigvald and on a six-inch charge, go fight that shark, and if I could kill that one shark, take the objective. Now- And I left critical focal point points. Critical focal point points, it was like right, a runaway train. Right. That's
0: what like, the, the the plus three or whatever for having both on the side or some something like that. Exactly,
1: you get three rather than than two, and, you know, yeah. and and that's a that's a big deal, especially when you know, there's not really a big magnifier beyond that to catch up with, mm-hmm. except for the monsters. And it was one of his only monsters. It was that the big unkillable turtle monster. Uh, so, of course, I was kind of agonizing you know, over: Do I bring the keeper back there to have the pocket? do it again, you know, command point ability for an excess of violence, which is, you know, one of the tricks in that army mm-hmm. uh, where you can charge Sigvald in and fight with them. And because you then get to choose again, you can use the keeper's ability to kind of double up on his crazy attacks. But I said, no, I need to be Hemith sitting back here within the zone, scoring me an extra point every turn, which is the whole point of this, this behemoth. I know we have two. Uh, and I need Sigvald to go kill this one shark and be a distraction card effects and die, but take some heat off. Well, most of the plan went to went to point like the kitty went up in the center with some of the screens he scored me extra points the screens were there zoning stuff out i had the two backfield objectives and i moved stuff up in the right flank to be able to go take the other backfield objective later with the mask being sneaky or something like that as as i used the um the seekers to zone out you know that whole flank a little bit to make it kind of hard to bring guys in well sigval did his thing he charged in and kind of got a mediocre charge roll, and then he kind of whiffed a little bit, and then more armor saves were made than not. And rather than killing the shark, it's at half strength. Okay, you know, whatever. Kind of best light plans right there, not the worst. Mm-hmm. His turn one, you know, I should say before that, I understand I did achieve the ultimate secondary kitty objective for the whole tournament in this moment. So it was kind of a pyrrhic victory or or, or maybe an emotional one. Not Pyrrhic. Uh, it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it uh, was a little victory. Called? It was one of little the victory. little victories. The, mor- the, the moral victory or whatever. The moral victory. <laughs> and and what this was is I, I did manage some of the Dreadful Visage, and I did manage to bring up the cats uh, close enough to his three Ishiland guard. And I killed one line guard with mortal wounds. And the other two ran away in a morale test because of the minuses.
0: Oh, man. You deserve a trophy just for that move right there. I think there should be one. Yeah, <laughs> just
1: the tail of an eel fleeing. But, um, you know, so that was, that was going okay. And then, you know, we, uh, you know Sigval did his thing. It didn't quite work out. You know, he tied up the uh, the shark, though. This is already like, you know, not quite what I'd expected. I thought statistically I had the shark. So I was feeling like, okay, this was a pivotal moment, but whatnot, whatever. And before you guys ask, of course, I used the command points. We re-rolled all his ones. He had all the chances of exploding sixes and all the things he does.
0: No, fair Mm -hmm. enough. Well, those Those sharks are are just as nasty as those kitties. <laughs> oh, yeah, in terms of surviving, yeah, yeah, right. somehow ten wounds and like, I don't know, they have, yeah, that, that, have that five have up save do. somehow stretches them
1: through it to the point where they survive. Yeah, I guess with the bonuses, he was like at a five up, even with a minus two because of the down two up two. But you know, he mm. he made so many of them, so it's like okay, well, you know, statistically I thought I had you there, but now you'll fight Siegbald. Um and then, you know, what kind of happened after that was the part where I was like, oh, okay, well, I had a plan, but what can you do? So he brought him on. He brought on all the eels on the back right corner. I'm like, yes, this is the corner. You're so far away from things. And then in the course of trying to roll in and fight stuff, he spent all of his strength of there killing the screen of, of Seekers up there, ignored the mask. And he charged on the other side uh, with three more and didn't, didn't do enough to kill Sigvald, and, and they whiffed. And and we were in kind of a pretty good position. So then, two more pivotal things happened. One, Sigvald has a chance to fight. He strikes back to try to kill the shark because that shark is like a bonus point objective making machine just sitting there. I'm like, I don't need this thing to survive. Mm-hmm. And if Sigvald can survive, I'm still tying up the shark. So he has like a wound or two left at this point. Yeah, I did four wounds to the shark, you know, and he has a five up save now, and he has four wounds left. These are d three damage to pop. He makes all four and five ups. And so it's like, oh. okay, well this plan is over. And then Sigval died in return. I'm like, okay, I are getting dicey, but I still got it. I still got it. Even though he kind of tangled the middle and, and killed like some of the screens and the kitty at this point. And then of course, you know, he double turned me. <laughs> Just sure. the icing on the, on the cake there. Yeah. And it was, it was one of those where it happens It is age of Sigmar, double turns are a thing. Uh, and you, you try, you try to play around them and hope for the best or, or try to play into them. But it was kind of unfortunate because if he hadn't, even with that weird position, I had the counter punch to take back the middle and kill a bunch of stuff. Because you guys have said they are fragile. I did a mortal wound causing twenty block s right there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the ability to do maybe some summons or at least to grab this back right objective. He had somehow forgotten to claim. This is another thing I should have mentioned. In his turn one, he forgot to claim this objective,
2: uh, and I,
1: I'm like, okay, mistake so a couple mistakes here. Uh, capitalized, you know, if I, if, if normal pro had been maintained, I would have probably maintained the edge on points and counter punched enough to prevent him from doing like all the things. Well, I mean, a, a couple of last thoughts on this piece is, is that he did end up of course like getting that double turn he ran in he got like good charges and a good, you know, good runs and then good charges. And it was like everywhere. and uh, managed to like just wipe everything off. So there was no way I was coming back from that. He got max points. He didn't have anything for the next turn to really reclaim it with. Mm-hmm. Uh but I'd done some math hammering on my head on the way home, you know, as you do your long New Jersey drive. Sure. And I'm pretty sure that uh in the scenario where Sigvald had done his one job, it would have been a very big wide victory point gap. I don't think he would be able to catch up on for me to win. And in the scenario where he didn't do his job, I didn't get double turned, even if he double turned me later, so I still would have won by two points. I couldn't think of a way he could have gotten any piece across this miasma to quite get it back. And that was, of course, what I was playing for, but sure. as uh, we've said, best laid plans. No. So the 4-1, well, so close, but so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, it is unfortunate. It is also the charm of Sigmar in a lot of ways that, you know, um, something which, you know, you, like you said, you had this mathematical advantage basically set up. Um, and what I do like about Sigmar, even though it say blows in your face sometimes, is that there's always an out yeah. So, like not always but you know there's there's usually a way like something's going to go critically your way and if you can just seize on that and ride those coattails
1: uh you can you can really make make headway i agree with that and, and i love that aspect of the game and you know and full credit to my opponent when the dice came up in his favor he wrote those advantages and it was a, it was a good game and it was yeah game. he knew how to capitalize <laughs> yeah. And, yeah.
0: and knew how to do the, do the things well and that's
2: the thing with the the eels list once they once they get that momentum um you know they'll start rolling over things really quickly, and so like, I don't know. I'm I'm sometimes afraid of an OBR double turn. I know I'm going to be terrified of a giant double turn, but nothing had like gives that specific sense of terror when you get double turned going into third.
0: Oh, with the eels. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I think that's probably the worst. But double turn on fourth is still pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Was that fourth?
1: honestly it was it was into second he turned me. it was that quick because oh, he'd wow. uh well you know they have the run of the charge right mm-hmm. and they fly over everything yep and there's and they have that soul scribe ability where they point at a unit and say plus, plus three charge against that And that's kind of a cheating thing because they can kind of charge everything too as long as you just declare that they're going to go towards that guy mm-hmm. uh and you know i mean they're like oh yeah that's kind of
0: fucked up yeah this is like like, the one part of the game where you actually have to declare a charge
1: it's so weird anyway (laughs) yeah i mean not not to not to wax poetic on it but i was thinking i think (laughs) in the middle of and after the game that these things were just like the best unit they'd ever written because not only they're pretty good all around they have so many attack profiles they have the electric thing which can like just short things out and would fly and all of those movement abilities it's almost like hey don't worry about getting where you need to go it'll just work out just push those guys across the table, you know, and it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then there's the, the shooting, the closest unit too. um, yeah. Deceptively the, the, the thing you always forget, like forget about if you're not as heavy into shooting, Uh, and you you got that one or two units that can shoot
0: oh but i got a cannon here this you know little pocket cannon that like
2: i'll be able to handle this nobody thinks about this
0: but like yeah this guy does good wounds for me i'm just gonna snipe that hero and then we don't have to worry about it yeah good luck right (laughs) never goes that way
1: (laughs) it's true i I mean
0: i've i played a few games against uh, a very similar list uh friend drew uh threw it together he's been Mm -hmm. building up his his Aideneth uh, Deepkin, he has some gorgeous painted little blind guys who unfortunately never see the table, but uh, he had, he'd put the net list together and, you know, with the, with the KO, it's, it's a little bit freeing to not have to choose what you shoot.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like there's <laughs> yeah. only one choice. You just point to one thing and like, it's it's
0: like gonna that's going to be dead. So you might We're as well shoot. It? Exactly. Yeah. It's the yeah. nearest thing. I don't have to think about it. Let's just go down the line now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so
1: true.
2: It's, i mean, that's that's a rough game for anybody at this point it's interesting how i like they fell off for just a little while maybe about three or four months mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they were just like back bam so like well yeah they're terrifying i don't really want to fight these guys but it's, again.
0: it's so frustrating because they're frightening in all the bullshit ways like they you know they don't You know They got no fundamentals Right They don't dribble They don't pass They just dunk
1: That's true They dunk from midcourt Every time And they kick (laughs) you In the face On the way. (laughs) It's a good way To put it It's just like There's there's something about it When I, I I see the list I see the units I'm like who wrote this when like i mean <laughs> e- and even did, like the, did, did
0: they get matt ward to write this book somehow like or just the eels he just wrote the eels
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe the Leviathan too the, the right? yeah. they brought him out to make yeah. it frank to 11 i don't know how many monsters to get like a two-up save naturally to project a bubble of like make your save better and can charge in and do like five mortal wounds to you with a bite <laughs> right yeah oh my god i mean it, it is it's wild
2: it's it's wonderful if you play the army.
0: <laughs> yeah, <tell> me, <laughs> um, no,
2: for sure. I would I would I, I would have actually loved to see that Levi down only working on Namardi. Um,
1: That'd be cool. That Absolutely. would have been that would be amazing. awesomely flavorful. I would well, yeah.
0: pretty soon it functionally will because you can't get double plus one to save. Yeah, there you go. So yep. um, at least the 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 shield eels the sword and shield. Eels, I can never remember the two different names, but the um, shields. The shields. Right, the shields won't get the plus
1: one. <laughs> the shields and the Zap Eels. That's a. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shields um, and the Zeals. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly it. Yeah. But uh, it seemed like
0: a cool event, you know. Um, all in all, I was looking at the standings, you know. Uh, KO taking the win. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I like, do it's, it's like they're just, they're just asking to nerf this army. Really? Oh, yeah. oh Baric, yeah. Zilfin and everything. Gavin, you're just you're you gotta you gotta be more. Just just take the two, right? And then no <laughs> one will think anyway. Uh, but then like uh, these are this is some awesome like just stuff that you know that we sort of talked about what's going to happen when people came back out uh, from quarantine. Of uh, Just like people have been playing in their basements. They've come up with these crazy lists and they're just – they're bringing them. to so like Slaves to Darkness taking second place followed by Legion of Blood. That's yep. an cool. army I've never seen played. Well, yep. to, to be fair, mm-hmm. um, uh,
2: apparently Knights of the Empty Throne like just owned the European tournament yeah. uh, circuit for a while uh, from what oh, I that's saw. That's awesome.
0: So it's interesting I just, I that guess, they
2: finally bled over to the American side.
0: I, I looked at his list, and I think the two things sitting in my way of, of playing something like that is, one, I don't own any Varengard and it is incredibly expensive to get yeah. the number that you would need. Yeah. Um, right? Because it's like 100 bucks for three, and you need like 12, seemingly. Yeah. Um, and also, all of his stuff is Nurgle, and it hurts my
1: soul to play Nurgle things. <laughs> so we just got to give up. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Beautifully painted, though. His army was was really quite a. That's sight. awesome. It wasn't just like you know, lead Belcher that and null it and done. It was yeah. pretty nice. <laughs> That's awesome, though. And then
0: oh, yeah. uh, a couple places down, our friend from uh, from Boston, uh, Corey,
1: with the Legion of the First Prince. Yep, I I really enjoyed Corey's performance in that uh, because we, Corey and I were out like every night having dinner. Mm-hmm. Like with a, that group from Boston. We were, like, a lot of fun. And there was at least one day where Corey's appearance was, like, a stoic miracle based upon, like, the, the <laughs> fun that Evan had. <laughs> you know, and he did very well yeah. despite that. And, and the night before, he kept saying, you know what, I'm going to win this damn thing. Like, on some <laughs> <stage>. <laughs> you know? And he almost did. Um so Corey had such an interesting list, just, just to go aside in that for a second, in that he was really, like, good at looking at the potential of the Legion of the First Prince and not just thinking, like, Nurgle, Sanejsh, Corn, whatever the basics are. He's like, what's a demon that I can bring? Yeah. And so, no, yeah. And,
0: and th- when I saw it, that was the thing I was like, oh, crap. You like, look, the obvious thing is to take one of each uh, battle line for the different demons and then mm-hmm. one of each hero so you can summon off of them. And that's basically your 2,000 points right there once you put Bellicor together. Like, I, I've done that list. That's basically what it is. It's a fun but- list. It's, it's very thematic. <laughs> uh and it's fun and i think it's probably decently good but uh looking at his
1: list he was just like no no no, what what really is a demon when you think about it <laughs> that's that's i think what the best thing about it is is like i i felt like any of those heist movies like an oceans 11 or like a, a like whatever like some guy's like a richie movie or something mm-hmm. um i felt like his Bellicor must have been going and knocking on all these seedy hovels, trying to find like the out of the ray like dealers for demons who had like that special skill. And <laughs> it really came in like with the, I forget what you call them. It's like the Karadzai or something, like a Forge World Chaos War Demon. Yeah. Demon. Oh, like, the Kadai? Yeah, the Kadai. Yeah. You know, like a, a crap ton of those. And I think the secret weapon of that list is people just looked at those things and like, oh, I don't know what those do. Spiky things, maybe blood letters, and they just ripped them apart. The, the, <laughs> the thing they
0: do is like
1: more mortal wounds than is necessary. I think yeah. is the answer. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, more mortal wounds than necessary is rarely a bad thing as an yeah. answer against many things in Sigmar. So Absolutely. you did a great job, worked out really well for him. Nice. I I,
0: uh, I played against a Chaos Demon Army early in second, so this is a long, long time ago. But yeah, my mm-hmm. only memory of that fight was uh, just a line of like 20 of these things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It, you know, stretched across the middle of the field, and they were basically just this impenetrable mass of shooting mortal wounds back at me.
1: Yeah. Sounds yep. like
2: so much fun. All the fun <laughs> right there.
1: I, feel like that exact experience was reflected across five rounds for I I mean uh, it it was funny because I I had a lot of fun hanging out with Jack Ballard there we had a good time and and Rocco so good name good name drop oh yeah Yeah. yeah. good channel too yeah (laughs) it was yeah you know just like I think a couple of those guys played. one of them played Corey. I forget who did and I think they had that same experience I'd have to figure out who it was uh that was I think Rocco Rocco yeah yeah
0: I remember him talking about
1: that yeah, I'm curious what his experience against against the list was. I mean, it'd be it'd be a good thing to know. But uh, one one other list of note, which I think we can't let slide by, especially given some of our Discord chatters over the uh, over the year, is Matt. You and I were right. Foxes in the sky are good. Right. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Three
2: fox list. That's uh, I saw the, him right, post number that. Number seven. Yeah. I saw him post that on a lumineth chat board, and I was like, you. You absolute beautiful mad lad, you like <laughs> go, go forth and bring ruin on everybody's techless
0: dreams. Uh, and he really did. You oh, really did. It's uh, that was, that's that, awesome. That, that well, list is a and, thing of and beauty. Both of the top 10 <laughs> Luminet lists are not. I mean, one of them is still techless based, but, uh, you know, neither of them are the the net list.
2: I mean they oh, yeah. they
0: should be the netlist. I mean that's no, what we've sure. been saying the they, whole time. They, they weren't the netlist going in, I should say. Maybe they'll be the <laughs> net netlist now. Um,
1: and it's and it's very true. But uh, uh but to
2: to speak to that though, I mean like uh, even more props to uh that was Joseph Cryer. Like mm-hmm. um, that's not an easy list to pilot.
0: No, ex- like, Two yeah.
2: foxes are insane. Having three of them and running that I I actually, no, it probably won't be a net list because like half the people who bring it out are going to throw the models away right away. <laughs> They're just going to yeah. throw them right in the bin. Cause it's so frustrating. Oh yeah. Um, I mean,
1: I think it was a real high skill cap, but I mean, it yeah. was like a, these were of the team USA player, at least one of them. I mean, oh yeah. Like, uh, oh, I, think, him. So. I don't think he was telling me that, but it's like, he knew what he was doing with it for sure yeah but i like to know that the thought that the raw potential is there is very validated
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i've got that list sitting here waiting for uh for third and um there we go like the the changes it, are only might have
0: gone down in points for all we know like uh, nobody no, thinks no it went up but it, it there's no up but up. no more <laughs>
1: battalions so you... <laughs> yeah yeah seriously that's the thing well uh, let, let's talk some 3.0 guys but just one final thought that i, I did get i think the ultimate prize at least for a nights player out of all this yeah which is after after the tournament was done had all our fun and had the very long circuitous route from new jersey back to an actual civilized highway to get to like you know home which is i guess the thing i think i glossed over earlier in terms of getting to atlantic city clouds parted Uh, yep clouds parted the itc rankings showed up and i had (laughs) sixth place for heat night players in the itc that so the is prince's a, number shone upon me, and I felt quite happy. There we go. It.
0: Beautiful feeling.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations on your victory there, Jack. Thanks. Uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a moral one or an immoral one, maybe, with the Slinesh's, But There we go. <laughs> I think
2: – oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt.
2: <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a perfect victory. Showing up with and, – and it's like something I, I think a lot of players, you know, who want to enjoy themselves should – do instead of just going out and search for netlist, like build a list that you you love and it's quirky and it's got like it, it can have its own way of working, like, and if you can take it and place like mid tier, like that only shows your skill with the list yeah. that everybody looks down on, right? That's
0: that's the thing I, I love about this game time and again is is that punching up is like is the bread and butter of Age of Sigmar, right? Punching you know above your weight class. Like taking a list that no one thinks should work, or at least cer- certainly should lose to something from the internet, and then just
1: that's, just wiping the table with them. I couldn't agree more with that sentiment you guys just expressed, and that's a lot of the fun for me too. I love doing that because obviously we, we paint the models, we want to paint the models and enjoy them, and you know yeah. rules change edition by edition. Some things are better or worse, and but it's always fun to just you know to do that, and and then there's also like the special love, like I mean you know there's someone out there even now. And and maybe there would be many more someone's you know had I gotten the proverbial three up in that last Idena Deepkin game or gotten the mm-hmm. Fire Slayers match if I wanted which I had a real advantage in I think, okay, uh, and then people would be like, unmade Sphere axes I got to buy these and work these into my list <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> just for some variation out there right
1: yeah you know it's 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 all a good time. But uh, I guess I guess on ACO is great. Recommend for next year. You know, it's certainly worthwhile to do. A good ACO LVO double is probably a healthy thing uh, mm. for the, the mind and the spirit, but not for the liver. Um, <laughs> but what about what about three guys? Initial thoughts because there's definitely m- so much in my head right now. I mean, uh, where to begin? <laughs> well, sure. well,
2: why don't we, do we uh let's why don't we pick the biggest thing that uh, jumps out to us that we're gonna enjoy out of it first?
1: How about okay. That? That's a well, great great way to start. Why don't we start with you, Jack? All right. I mean, this is going to be a quirky one and uh, maybe not the most popular. But one of the biggest things, if not the biggest things I'm going to enjoy from this game is the fact that we have that uh, give them hell or whatever command ability, which is essentially a stand and shoot, but from a unit within nine inches of the action. I love that so much and it really makes me excited. It does sound awesome. And uh, obviously as a...
0: A Guy with lots of shooting armies. I'm very excited about the the potential there, uh, oh, tactically. Yeah. But I also think it it offers you uh, something to do in the
1: in the enemy turn, right? Exactly, and, and and in a lot of ways, I think the piece about it gets me so excited. It's not just the unit being charged; it's someone close to that unit, mm-hmm. and because of that, it, it brings back this element of that thing I love about Age of Sigma, where positioning matters so much. Yeah. So if you position the right unit to bubble wrap with some shooting protection other units might get charged, you finally have an answer to annoying alpha strikes. Want to charge with your 50 eels? Fine. But like there's something I can do about that. You're, you're going to hit yeah. my free
0: guild swordsman, you know, strung out in front. And then I'm going to unleash hell with all of these archer or the, all these crossbowmen and all of these gunners or whatever who
1: are sitting right behind them exactly i mean and, and you know with my hedonite focus right now i don't think i'm gonna take advantage of as well as some other armies but I'll also be able to do something with it which is so much more than right now
2: <laughs> oh yeah. for sure yeah that might actually like be worth a two archers list if, once you start dialing it in i know that's mm-hmm. where i'm leaning to with my slanesh
1: oh are you out. doing two blissies, two bliss barbs
2: um not the seekers just the on foot i think the bliss barbs are just a little bit too expensive in the current edition so i've Mm-hmm. Won't lie, didn't even look to see what they were going to cost in the new edition because I was just kind of
0: terrified. Oh, it didn't get better, I'll tell you that. Oh, much.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was figuring.
0: Um, <laughs> Although it, it does seem like, you know, because battalions are now free, a lot of it, like, yes, things got more expensive, but for a lot of armies, it really is kind of just a push. No,
1: well, oh, that, yeah, that was definitely... I'd is so interesting about it i did a little experiment where um i re-ran the numbers see what the points would be like with the list i just ran Mm -hmm. at lvo and it was was 2000 on the nose before and in the current edition it is 2165 not 2000 but you know that's with 180 points of savings from the uh (laughs) you know the Epicurean revelers going away Yep. and it would be much worse. Everything went up abominably for us. By the way, at Heat Nights, uh, I think I saw some comments on Twitter's and stuff like, "Sure, who hurt you, rules writer?" Uh, oh the man, Heat Nights? you know. Well, like, uh, Jack, our know. friend Wes,
0: uh, you mentioned like, "Oh, and the the keeper secrets went up to 420," and I was like, "It's like, oh, it's a meme, but it's also awful." Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, everything's going up." Not having any idea what a keeper of secrets currently costs. And then looking it up later and realizing that's almost a hundred point
1: increase. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bit savage. I mean, uh, I mean, guess, in the side on that, I mean, I know everything took like giant points hikes, and we'll see how that really shakes out with all the new except stuff. The so, except for the Giants. Except for the Giants. Not <laughs> judging it, not judging it yet. But I know it had a feels bad component because with the current keeper already having like had been kind of an expensive model. Mm-hmm. And having lost, like, the powers of the old Locust, which were really great, and the ability to use excessive violence on himself, like, he was a really crucial support piece. But, like, you always felt like you were paying a premium anyway because he can fold, like, a wet bag of napkins to anyone who really wants to kill him. Like, Morathi can one-shot him. Everything can one-shot him. He's, he's yep. a big bag of points. Um, but when you, you kind of need him, you're going to take him anyway. But when he goes up 100 points, it's like, okay, what do I do? This is still an essential way to get value. But now, do I just have to ignore it? Is it a trap? You know, it's, it's going to be an interesting yeah. thing in the in the edition? I, Not good for me. I have three of them painted up, so that's <coughs>
2: fine. <laughs> I've only got two, so I'm on my way. But um, I think I think one of the one of the things that we're going to see uh, flow out of Slanesh <laughs> gross is dramatic. Nice, um, nice. <laughs> is you know, like speed chasers become so much more relevant for them with the smaller smaller board size and access to fly or access to leave combat and charge again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they were already fast on a very big board. Now we just have that much, you know, that much more, that much less room for people to stay as far away as they can. Sure. From one. I
0: think well, that's true. I feel like the, the potential of like with the new pylon rules and if you can fly and leave combat and charge again, like you, fight the first thing whether you kill it or not you've piled in over top of them and then you're leaving combat through them and fighting the thing behind them that was a juicier target
2: yep. yeah yeah there's yep. there's going to be a lot of re- really interesting scenarios that come out of that
1: i think it's going to be it's going to be pretty fun uh, at, at least on the hate nights looking at it the the model i'm most excited about and there's a curse you games workshop yet again is one of the twins just one of them mm, yeah, yeah. Which one? Um, I think it's the voice. Uh, maybe Decessa. Is that the one? Uh, the one who does, it's not like the mini fighty one, but the one who's like all the support abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And and the reason I'm thinking that is command points are so relevant now, right? You use them all the time. You have tons of them, but you got to be close to do it. And she has this ability where if she can physically see the unit or a model from the unit, she can just use the command ability she's standing next to them, whispering in their ear. So she's like a hero everywhere you need her to be at all times just nice. by kind of sitting there yeah and she has a shooting attack which is kind of cool um doesn't require any roll to hit what you do is you just say i auto hit and you roll against um what their armor save would be and it, essentially it's like if you roll under their armor save it's d6 mortal wounds and if you roll above it is d3 so you're always doing mortal wounds no matter what you do as an auto hit oh which i need to, to me, take a look at her yeah, yeah. it looks really good
0: and she's a wizard right she's like a she's a single yep. cast wizard or something like
1: that oh she is and this is like both like the oh you totally wrote this heat knights like you hated them but it's still kind of good kind of <laughs> kind of moment so she can cast her own special sneaky whisper spell or any spell from any of the lore's in the thing but at the same time she gets no bonus no rerolls because it's a level 1 I wizard gotcha. so it's like all right so you're the ultimate utility maybe caster so
0: yeah <laughs> got to find a I don't know. I so I bad. kind of like this trend, and I know Techless is kind of the big counter example, but I do like the trend of having some of the super wizards in different factions just know all the spells. Well, because, ooh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, because it allows you to have the opportunity to use the ones you would never take.
1: Yeah, and find the, the cool utility spot for them because you know you don't think it's often going to come up so you don't grab it, but there it is. It's right, right? there.
0: Like uh, for this land, there's one where they can cast it on a unit and now they can fly. And like I could take a million other – like I could take six, five other spells uh, instead of that one. Um, And pretty much every single one would be in line above that particular spell. But it is awesome to think the time when I need to make something fly so that they can flee out of combat over the opponent onto some objective is going to be like such a critical – like uh, victory moment, I am excited that. for that to happen,
2: and I think we're going to see a lot more of it because even the tree song remnant that just came out knows all the spells, knows all the well the of deepwoods. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing those for every army as we move forward.
0: Right? Yeah. No. I mean, yeah, and it it is a little obnoxious. With I mean, I guess you know, techless it's his lore, but you know, it's his his background. But like twenty one spells is like a little bit egregious but <laughs> yeah uh, but in general funny. i'm i'm very very pro this this uh can you can you tell i'm bitter about techless in any no, way no <laughs> not not at all no
2: way at
1: <laughs> all oh man you know what it should is.
2: make you feel better look at the uh the top top list from uh you know the, from the atlantic yeah
0: yeah, no, no textless. <laughs> so I mean, I can't because I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't buy oh. the app. But uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, only people behind the paywall can know these things,
0: right? Uh, apparently, that's where I live. <laughs> there we go. Oh, <laughs> it's behind the paywall. Yes, and behind uh, it. I am actually. I was looking. I'm looking at the the top eight that you sent me the screenshot of, and ogre moth tribes. We we sort of glossed over that, but fuck yeah yeah
1: coming in number six Boulderhead. that's one of the that's a Ma tribe Ma tribe yeah ogre ogres are great man what do the guy have in the list um matt do you i do have access with your wizardry to tell us with that someone well, uh, let me that. conjure
2: this list there here. we go uh, someone
0: I just uh tried to convince me that ogres were a b minus faction at best i told them to great. stuff it they're great
2: they're they're a. Uh, they're an A plus army they, with a B minus cloak draped around. They them. might have been drunk at the time. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. That's what <laughs> they are. Um,
2: but no, uh, so they had the frost frost lord on Stonehorn with yep. Lord of Beasts, Brandis Fard, and Mount Trade was Rockmane Elder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huskard on Stonehorn with Blood Vulture. Uh, skull shards of dragar, uh, black clatterhorn as the mount trait. Yeah, that's uh, the one. Two units of four Mournfangs, uh, and then uh, two of two more Mornfangs, and uh, some stonehorn beast, a stonehorn beast rider on the Earlbad. So, what was this? A one drop? I
1: think, I think so. What was the guy who was running this? I'm trying to think. Oh yeah. Visualize it. Should probably uh, give him
2: some love here. Uh Joseph, Joseph Urban. Urban.
0: Yep. Urban, Urban. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of Urbaz for
1: uh the um Caradron's Too Many nice. Dwarfs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that that seems to be the trend with um with all the Ogors recently is people like to run like the heavy stone horn lists. Oh yeah. man, we have a
2: we have a local player here who's just been running that as long as I've been
0: playing. Up yeah. here. years and years and years and and does well with them even yeah. when it was a bad book
2: yep and it's
0: always i'll 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 get
2: matched up against each or something but the list i don't want to fight is that, oh, that stone I,
0: I remember that we did a tournament this was like the last mm-hmm. tournament we went to before covid yep and you had to play him turn round two and i had to play him round three but at lunch before either of us had played them we were like who's here that we really don't want to play? And we were both like, I don't want to play. (laughs) I don't want to play this. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And then I was like, oh guys, it's me. Oh shit.
1: (laughs) Womp, womp, womp. Uh, That's so funny. Yeah. it's. I can see why. I mean, I don't know. I play ogres as well, but I like the man bodies version of the ogres. I mean, I would have mm -hmm. a stone storm splash like for good utility, but like, I just haven't really had a lot of appeal with the, here's my guys riding woolly mammoths. And that's all it is. Kind of monolist. I mean, to each their own. It's a hard list to
2: pilot and actually like do well on because Mornfang, you can kill them yeah. real easily if you know what you're doing and you like know how much like force to apply to them, right? Yep. Um, and so when it really comes down to it, it's just the, the big mammoths at the end are going to be the ones that are like your kind of like home base wherever they have to sit and hold the objectives because slowly the other ones are going to die off. Um, no, I like, I like the idea of a mixed ogres list so much more, especially after playing that last game at the last tournament with the yeah. guy who was running a more boots on the ground list. Um, he was a,
0: pre- he was a predominantly ogres list yeah. with
1: a splash of the beast claw Raiders. That's what I I think would gravitate towards. I mean, uh, after LBO last year, you know, I, I got myself a, um, secondhand stonehorn to retouch up and make in my army's colors never quite did it but that, the express purpose of having the splash frost lord to do certain things the rest of the army could do but it's way more fun and probably reliable when you have like a whole ton of like ogors and iron guts and like the you know, lead belchers and mm-hmm. nobliers and stuff i mean there's cool things you can do and, and honestly you can actually screen when you take nobliers i mean i feel like there's are no nobliers other- still allowed yeah. I oh, never yeah. see them. Yeah, okay. I'm actually quite I curious what the default size is in the new book. Is it 20 or 40? Because like if you can get 40 at a reinforcement point, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well let's go look. Yeah.
2: I, I just want to see a uh, a Kragnos list with all um all Knobblars. Kragnos and <laughs> knoblars. That's it. <laughs> that would oh, be the best. Man. <laughs> that'd be so uh,
0: so kind of leading into this, this is my favorite thing about AOS 3. Bringing us back a little bit yeah. um, is I'm excited for the new General's Handbook and the fact that we're playing in GUR only.
2: That is, that is interesting. Cool. Um, um, it took a I, while for that to settle in.
0: Yeah, um, I I mean I like it. Like it's I feel like they, it's an opportunity to be have more interesting and impactful and sort of stable um, GUR focused rules um does that make sense right like i felt like the problem with the last couple generals handbooks that we always kept fighting with tournaments is how do you make the realm rules impactful and interesting and make you feel like you're playing in a different place but also not like screw over one faction inadvertently a six at a time and how does how do you
2: how do you make it relevant for like the players who show up and like barely want to play anything outside of the rules that they know and they don't play those right like um you know half the tournaments i go to people just don't even set up terrain effects right sure so true like add on the fact that you know it's a different realm with different things going on and different spells and people like half the people I, i i don't i think i've had a realm spell used on me once maybe
0: yeah um, I I wrote down all the realm command abilities for our last tournament because I knew I was gonna use them. <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: they're so you good would. that you get in the habit of doing it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I as, as the Giants with no actual command abilities of my own, I was like, all right, well these things seem pretty good now all of a sudden.
1: <laughs> you, you know it would have been like the best thing with the Giants if you'd had the crack and Breaker with the magic earring, which gives mm-hmm. them the one spell. And oh yeah, you'd and it was like back when all the realm spells work super strong like i mean the one edition one year ago and you cast oh like God. banishment on something like in a realm of light mission like that would have been such a victory of the spirit <laughs> yeah
0: well i'll tell you what i had a mission recently where i was next to some nullifying terrain and was able to dispel with my kraken eater <laughs> uh for basically the whole game and i gotta say cogs never went off <laughs> <That> it's <kinda must laughs> always a good off. feeling uh you know not always my doing you know sometimes he couldn't muster the spell you know on his own but you know the the times where it fell to me to make sure that cogs didn't actually happen i made it happen
2: well so so here's a question then did because because yeah i think it depends on the the games you've had in your experience but did cogs feel like two ships to you? Were <laughs> they, was that a list where they, you saw cogs and you're like, oh, it's going to be that kind of battle?
0: Yeah. Was it one of those? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, especially with the old cogs, you knew it was what they were going for. Um, I mean, I do think if you're running, this guy was running 100% Iron Jaws, who are oh, just slow yeah. as molasses. Um, otherwise, you know, it, the cogs is really like, it's a it's an iron jaws utility piece. Yeah, um, very much. But mm. uh, but yes, it did it did feel a bit like a two ships moment. Um, yeah. But I, I really actually uh, that's another thing I like about the new edition. I like the new cogs. I think the new cogs are fun. Um, have, have we seen all the new endless spell scrolls? They from? had some. They were on Reddit. I don't know. Rocco posted them on the Discord. I think. Gotcha. Um, in general, they if they had two effects. They now have one effect, Mm -hmm. right? So Flaming Head doesn't reroll ones in a bubble anymore. It just does some mortal wounds. Uh, Prismatic Palisade just blocks line of sight. It doesn't block line of sight. And also sometimes uh, minus one to hit.
1: Light in your eyes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh,
0: And
2: admittedly, that spell, um, I never remember it, and I always take it. So it only gets remembered when my opponent remembers it because I'm next to it. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> so that's that's how it always works for me. Nice. That's so funny. So uh, I'm happy with that. That's a great change as far as I'm concerned. <laughs>
0: um, so the new cogs is it's plus one to runs and charges instead of plus two. Mm-hmm. And only for units wholly within 18 uh, of the cogs. So you have to be pretty close to it to get the effect. So it's definitely more of a middle piece, middle of the board piece that you have to cast it. And if you want extra spells out of it, you got to be within six inches of it.
1: It feels good that they actually put a, a range limiter on it though. With the new board size, maybe Rage 18 is still pretty pretty sure. good. Yeah.
0: But uh but if you have to if you have to be up in front to make that happen, you know, your opponent's getting some of it too, or they have a chance to sneak in with a wizard and mess things around, do mm. something you don't want. I don't know. Rather than I felt like what we saw in the past was Cogs was just cast in the back corner.
1: Yep. Where no one
0: was allowed to touch
1: it. Yeah, it was meant to juice the whole army. Heck, I I almost ran into it in that Nighthunt army. The guy had it to try to cast to do the thing with the wave of terrors more reliably. I'm like, nope, 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 and thankfully it was Oh,
0: that's stopped. not even. That's not an un.
1: That's not a natural ten. Yeah, it's, it's just a ten.
2: No, no, no. It's unmodified. It's unmodified. Okay, it only so goes off cheating. unmodified.
1: Um, that's true. I think you just wanted to get more guys in combat, honestly. Fair enough. No, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. hey, it's it's pretty good. It's
2: good. Um, and especially with like how light that list was uh with what like only 25 blade guys he he needed them all in to get all the work done especially if he failed his charge um but speaking of endless spells that's uh that's that's one of my my bonuses uh Mm -hmm. the fact that like they're going off each hero phase now means they're not just terrain for a turn yeah um which is amazing they become a lot less predictable um uh, no for sure.
0: Uh and especially well and if the, you use
2: them like hastily, right?
0: The um the Taurus didn't it looked like that it came out scot free.
2: Oh no, it did not. The Taurus Wildfire Taurus is like the biggest um fuck you <laughs> to beast. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh because when you when you it it, it affects beastmen too. Right, so, but but
0: now you can just control it and you can move it every turn. As long as no one kills a shaman, yeah.
2: Yeah, as long as no one kills the shaman on a, on a spell that hypothetically goes 24 inches away from the army. Sure. Uh, so it, I don't know they, I, I have a love hate relationship with that spell sure. because I've hit myself more than I've, uh, than I've helped myself. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, but just, just basic endless spells now uh, just them having more of an effect other than, okay, the beginning of the turn, they're they're gonna do what they're gonna do and then they're just gonna sit there in the way of
0: you know yeah well now you uh, can just move through yeah as long um, as you don't end on them
2: the changes to endless spells make them so much more interesting in the game as opposed to like a what felt like a bolt-on rule which essentially they were
0: it was for all intents um, i mean you know people have been laughing about Oh, the new rules! They're over twice as long as, as the last edition. What happened to our four page rule book? Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, lots of people have, have mentioned something to that effect, and it's like, oh, well, this guy right here. Yeah, no, I I, I wasn't trying to. I, I as I was saying that, I wasn't <laughs> like, well, uh, <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. But the in the in this new forty four page paradigm that we have found ourselves in. They brought in a lot of stuff that was in other books, right? Like the yeah. whole, like all the endless spells were nowhere in the last core rules, and now there's three pages on them. And well, endless yep, yep. prayers, which have become a development. They added in. They brought in a bunch of the terrain rules. Like I like that the 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 tree rules are just core now. Like there's no yeah. being in the middle of a tournament and your opponent's like, no, well we're not playing with that war scroll, so. Yeah, you know. well, wildwood's a
1: wildwood. Done. Yeah, they we're pretty clear yeah. about that. <laughs> exactly. Like, quit your, quit your bullshit. They're wildwoods. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, continue, Matt. I'll, I'll save my thought.
2: <laughs> uh, so that that actually leads into. I'm I'm going to go for two because okay, do piggybacking it. off of. Um, you might
1: have the same one that I have. I'm curious if it is. Does it start with a G? No. Okay. Continue. Uh,
2: <laughs> starts starts with an S. Um, and it's, it's Sylvaneth. Sylvaneth, um, I just want that army to work mm-hmm. so badly because I've, I've been working on this army for like two years now. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, with, with the game as a whole, the changes uh, to the rules, uh, the dropping of having to use battalions to actually like have the OP effects on a lot of things or like put, you, put yourself over the top um the the balance of the game i think is going to come out a lot better um i know personally like a lot of the things that i would use on a list that i'd feel guilty about like putting my lim- luminets together where it's like okay i'm going to run a larith and they're going to reroll their saves and they're going to ignore your ren you know up to 2 like that's a lot of that's a lot of feel badsies, and it like kind of mm-hmm. knocks um some armies just off the table right mm-hmm.
0: um or like a uh, change host for that matter i know that's the one i know you it's know, the
2: boogeyman but yeah, like skewed i'm
1: skewed up an inch away the pours or whatever yeah
0: <laughs> yeah but
2: like i mean there are they're just there were so many strange uh intricacies that would like unduly make a unit that would be okay on its own into a powerhouse Mm-hmm. And um, or a strategy uh, that would be a sh- like a stick become just all powerful, right? And now with the changes to those battalions, it's. I won't lie, I love my old battalions so much. Mm-hmm. the The fact that I could get pile ins, six inch pile ins on almost every unit uh, that I would play because I like piling in. Um, sure. You know, the fact that those are gone is really sad and a little still a little hurt, a little broken so buff, heart such a bummer. games workshop. Little a <sighs> little broken heart. But those were buffs that wouldn't necessarily help a lot of the armies, other than like weird tricksy stuff where other battalions were just like, Yeah, steamroll, right? Yeah. Um, so the the playing field is leveled for a lot of things. And um it seems like with Kragnos and a couple of the other books before they've been trying to balance up like the actual war scrolls of units. Sure. Like vampire counts was a brilliant example of that where people are saying in the current game, the sky is falling, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're looking at the vampire counts book and going, Oh, this is crap because it doesn't have like 5 billion awesome effects, but the war scrolls are really good throughout that book. Um, the, the balance is going to shake out very interestingly. Like I was, I, I, I can see competitive beastman lists. I'm I'll stop running.
0: <laughs> no, 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 sure. I was kind of <laughs> feeling the I, same I way with the, with the slaves to darkness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, on one hand, you know, some of their big core units got some nerfs, right? Uh, no more 40 blocks of Marauders. That's a bummer. They did go up some points, but you know, whatever. Well, you know, everything, lots of things went up points, chaos chariots made out like bandits. Yep. Yeah, uh, You know, they were, they're minus points. They're cheaper than they were. So let's take, let's go get six. Let's get two of those broken realm boxes and just never look back. Uh, hey, that one
2: in Mox is mine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know if I'm seriously going to do that, but, it, uh, um, but everything that's good about slaves to darkness is on the war scroll.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. You know,
0: like their their battalions were fun and they had some interesting moments. But, you know, most of them were just like, hey, this is the thing I take because it
1: reduces my drop. And I literally have no other way of doing that. Yeah, which is which is fair. And, and I think that that's a double edged sword. Right. I mean, on the one hand, I, I share, I think, the sentiment you were expressing, Matt, where. I really miss the fun, cool things I could have been doing, like with six inch pylons or that weird new mirror contorted epitome like yeah. thing where they get to the shooting attack. You know, like I love having that depth to the possible things I can do. But I, I have to admit that I think you're right. It's nice to take away the overpowered steamroll stuff from all these other armies and like kind of level the playing field. Uh and in some ways I think it's it's a sneaky buff to all the armies like Slaves to Darkness or you know, or even like, you know, Pete nights or whatever, where like you want to not get steamrolled. You want to have a fight because that plays into your longer game. <laughs> yeah. so, you know.
0: No, uh, exactly. I mean like the fact that people take all the slaves to darkness units in other books just goes to show that what is the best thing about them is the worst role.
2: Exactly. Like I was, I was actually lamenting uh, the, the battalion losses mostly because of my all night list. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: that was the one where it's like, okay, well, because of the rest of the field playing insane battalions, there's no way this night list really has, you know, a chance. Right. Um, without getting, you know, all the more, extra mortal more wounds on the, the charge, right? Yeah. And, um, like, now suddenly, you know, people are going to be forced to have to use all their RDP uh, for their Mortec Guard, and they can't just give a free one, right? Yeah. That stuff adds up and makes the game a little bit more of a, a challenge for players who like to roll a lot of sixes for their RDP, Brendan.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, I <actually laughs> mean, here, <right>? and, <laughs> and in true games, workshop fashion, I'm sure we will be adding in new bullshit. That seems ridiculous. Oh, and we'll be course. back to the old way
1: in six months time. But yeah. Yep. But for There's right brief now, respite, right. It'll be, it'll be something else. You yeah. guys had reminded me. Um, if I can steal a second favorite, mm-hmm. or maybe I'll hate. I'll retract these words. But current favorite thing is that I think that the garrison rules are gonna just mess up the whole game in like a completely amazing, it weird way. Because as far as I could tell. They kind of made it so like a lot of pieces of terrain which you don't normally just kind of gloss over going to become garrisons of like small medium or large size Mm -hmm. and being in the garrison is straight up awesome because you get plus one to your save and you get you know minus one to be hit and you can you know project from the piece of terrain but it's also super risky because like any monster could just knock it into rubble yeah so i think that's huge
0: and if you're surrounded if you surround the piece of terrain, especially if it's a small one, when they knock it into rubble, you just die. I know. They just die.
2: I know. I love it. I enjoy it so much with KO boats. <laughs> it makes my day. <laughs> yep.
0: So, I mean, it'll depend on how many pieces of terrain actually become garrisonable. Yep. Yep. Uh, but it does seem really exciting. I
1: agree. I was thinking about like, there was you know, you the the KO
0: bit. guys were. I I need to reread the garrison rules very specifically again because the ko people were like losing their minds like oh you
2: can't Oh, i bet the boat will explode or something
0: no it's not that it's just like it's like the specifically when you get out means that uh, and i'm gonna misquote this so this is not the actual answer like when you get out is at the end of the movement phase now which means you can't get out and then move the boat
1: oh yeah that might be or something
0: or something like that right Mm -hmm. i don't know uh, but maybe that means you can move the boat and then get out, which would be dope.
2: Yeah, that you would know? that would be very interesting and also really good. For, yeah,
1: I mean that would make up for one of those battalions that we lost. Yeah, that's true. I'm wondering if it's going to potentially turn the game into some sort of like rock, paper, scissors. Because uh, I might have been misreading this when I was looking at it. But it seemed like they were pushing pretty heavily in the rule book. They're like, yep. Terrains of this size and this size and this size are garrisonable by this many models. Don't worry about it. Is it tombstones and an old tree or is it an actual (laughs) fort? Whatever. It's garrisonable. If that's right. I'm scrolling through right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys can see where I'm going with this. Imagine like most boards have a couple of these. It's going to be such a pivotal advantage to be able to stick your guys in there and like, really bunker them down, especially if they have any kind of range to them. But if you have the counter, the proverbial scissors to that paper, you just knock it down and kill half of them. Yeah. You know, with any old monster.
0: Uh, it looks like any, any building or any terrain feature that is like a four-walled structure. Right? So oh. not like a ruin that we might have. But if it's like it says – yeah, so – Defensible terrain features are structures that it's possible for the entire unit to enter and defend, such as intact buildings or fortifications like towers or bastions.
1: Okay, so a little bit less extreme than maybe I was reading it.
0: But, uh, yeah, like we have those all the time, right? Like, how, how many times do you put that like big at? Like, I'm thinking of the the terrain we just had in uh, Bremerton. That necropolis that I absolutely despise, that thing's almost certainly defensible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely defensible and also still annoying.
1: Yep. Uh, (laughs) Is this uh, thing just like the ultimate snagger model? It's just this big ass thing. 18 inch fucking
2: square that's like six inches up, or it's not six inches up, but it's like four inches up, like the side of it. And. There's Jack, there's a fence, so it's really hard to balance your models just yeah. for that extra piece of hate.
0: Jack, they were you know? they were going for, uh, you know, like you've got the, the the scenic, like graveyard table, and then this is like the hill that's sort of middle background that's got a cool necropolis on top.
1: But you now know? you have to work with it and move through it. it have a sign in front of a necropolis as like, eels only, <laughs> no right, problem for yeah, exactly. them. No, exactly. I remember. I think I had some game against Umat
0: where I was able to just park a bunch of balloon yep. boys up there, and it was just game over.
2: Not, it wasn't, I mean, not
0: exclusively game over, but it was an exceptional uh, bonus to their.
2: That that was the tournament that I was just over from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. Um, but that, yeah, that that piece of terrain. Even my dragon ogres were having trouble getting up it mm-hmm. in like D six inch movement and eight inch movement. Yeah, but I'm still like, wow, I can't go
0: that far. It's yeah. going to be interesting. I think oh, yeah. right, it'll obviously depend on how much this gets adopted, but it seems like there should be at least a number of defensible pieces on the board, uh, you know? And uh, what's really cool is they're impassable. They're, yeah. they're actually a piece uh, of impassable terrain. They're, you know, they don't go, there's not a whole lot, but it's like you cannot move models over defensible terrain feature unless you can fly and you can't end on it. Plus, which yeah, it's remind me is the impassable rules. But yeah, Jack, I, do you remember the old in, in Warhammer fantasy, there was always that mission six in the book was the tower and it was nobody ever wanted to play it because it had a garrison and it yeah. was always bullshit. <laughs> yep, I recall that. It was like, oh, well, re-roll.
1: That's, no one would ever like, bring their army
0: to that game. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. But yeah, so as long as it doesn't turn into that, where it's just like there's always one central tower that's a pain in the ass, and there's actually like a little more play to it, I think it's very
1: interesting. I think so, too. I, I guess what I maybe worry, hope for, is that it'll be such an interesting element of the game where, like, if you remember it, kind of like, you know, the terrain yeah. features we talked about, and mm. it's there. And you can just get these kind of weird advantages like you need to control an objective with something but you want it to survive or you have like an archer unit now they're really going to get it you know they're going they're going to be great there or maybe some thunderers or something mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they can't all fit in your boats anymore uh but at the same time like do you have the rock to the scissors like are you just going to roll up with some sneaky monster and be like oh this and an infiltrator and now you can't deploy and you all die
0: <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Bobby, the demon prince, or the, the bloodthirster. One of, Bobby, uh,
2: Bobby, the gorgon that always wants to be a bloodthirster. All the other beasts <laughs> oh, yeah. make fun of him, but he'll show them one day.
1: <laughs> oh, you guys, speaking of monsters, they got so good now. Like, any of the monster keyword, five models to control things now? Oh, yeah. Those, yep. like, just those abilities.
0: That cat just, looking so good. The yeah, ability to points.
2: shut off command points or command abilities. Oh, yeah. Um, like, that in and of itself is worth
0: now i'm like scrolling through gold. is it it's not every monster right it's just one mon- or is it every monster gets to pick one but you can't I think, pick i think, think it's can't one more one ability per
1: monster,
2: unique per turn per monster right
1: so yeah so you can do four 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 monsters can do all four if they have the situational utility for it but i mean you're right like sneaky cat sneaks back and licks his paw shows off your command abilities or he uh, no, it, no, no, no uh
0: no it. no it's one it's one per phase
2: okay well one for per, pay- per phase is still pretty yeah, you good. You each
0: get to you each get to pick a monster and it gets to do one of the things.
1: Okay, that's still pretty good though.
0: Yeah, it's just like the hero one where like you each get to pick a hero and they get to do one of the things. I'm I'm
2: tentatively looking forward to seeing um, you know how this evolves. I think uh, you know AOS one of the one of the bigger draws for me to it was like the game's very was very clear cut. Well, also being extremely vague through a lot of rules. Like you knew that when you showed up to a table, you know, you had a very coming from 40 K a very limited amount of rules in comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the possibilities were more left to you to figure out how you wanted to win. And I think um, if the new edition can continue that stride where like the Otis is you as a player mm-hmm. in the moment in the game to make the decision when you know you get double turned or um, the endless spell blows up in your face. Right? Um, I think I think it's going to be really good.
0: Yeah. No. And uh, well, and as I was saying earlier, right? The new rules seems to have bundled a bunch of stuff that we've had sort of floating around in different different pockets. Uh, the new, the new hero chart and the new monster chart seems to be like the only truly new thing. Yeah. Right. Well, Everything the, existed in some form or another. Yep. yep. I, I guess the
2: enhancements maybe.
0: Yeah. Those are just, they, that's just the, the same, uh, that those were just in the books for the, uh, the army books. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And now they've just brought those into the core rules because battalions no longer
1: live in army books. They live in core rules. Yep. Yep. I think that's fair. You know, it's it's very refreshing. I'm excited to see how this develops as well. I mean, yeah. the best thing is when I finally get to escape from my probation and actually get to like play some more games. I think mm-hmm. that it's going to be, <laughs> you know, got that a wild west moment. Build that credit back up. Build that credit exactly. back. Exactly. Uh, trust me, I'm trying to do as many diaper changes and whatever <laughs> I can do <laughs> I work my way out of it. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, hey, uh, uh,
0: this has been great, Jack. Thank you for for coming on. Yeah,
2: we appreciate it, man. Well,
0: thank
1: you for having this me, guys. This has been, been a pleasure.
0: fantastic discussion, and thanks for thanks for sharing uh, your experiences at LBO or a- a- ACO, not LBO.
1: Oh, at any time, any time we'll we'll have to reprise this. I'm going to Summer Slaughter at some point in August, in theory. Ooh. So that'll be take two of these sort of thing.
2: <laughs> nice. We'll have to we'll have to see how that works out with the new rules and. Um, Maybe do a kind of a list breakdown for, for what you're going in, what you're expecting, and seeing how many new rules we learn along the way in a tournament,
1: possibly. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. We could do like a before and after. Anticipation, expectation versus the reality. <laughs> yeah. <that>? Yeah. <laughs>